0: Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Praise God! Praise God! Somebody say amen today. Amen! Amen! Matthew chapter 5. I'll be starting in verse 13 here momentarily. Let me welcome all of you who are watching by the way of web. Maybe it is your first, second, or third time here in the building. We are honored that you have come to be with us at the Anchor Church. Welcome to one of the greatest things going on in Zanesville, Ohio. Amen. Amen. Melvin, we're so glad that you're here with us, buddy. Melvin was here for the very first time last night. God, God's moving on his life. We're glad you're here. Honor that you're here. Amen. Amen. Well, our uh, pastor today is, is in Texas ministering in warm, warm Texas. Amen. Warm Texas. I'm not, I'm not upset about it. (laughs) he's ministering today at Brother Tuttle's church and uh, they're having uh, some mission services there and uh, why don't we pray for him right now could we do that together could we pray for our pastor let's lift our hands and pray Lord we pray in Jesus name God that you would minister Lord to those people today God we know that you have called him Lord beyond these four walls, but you've called him, Lord, to preach your gospel, God, all around this world, and we pray you'd be with him today, strengthen him, lead him, direct and guide his spirit today, in Jesus' name we pray, amen, 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 well, it's snowing outside. (laughs) I'm ready for some more of it. Do I have any witnesses in the house? (laughs) Oh, divided in the house of God already. Some of y'all are like, I wish I was in Texas listening to pastor right now. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Oh, man, you're stuck with me today. And uh, you're stuck with me today in in cold Zanesville. (laughs) I believe God's going to do something in this room. Amen. I do. You know, you don't know how much you're on media until you're away from it. I get a witness in the house. Yeah, you don't know how you don't realize how many times you check your phone and check scores and all these different things. My wife and I, we don't have Winston or Lawson this weekend. We just have Cohen, and he don't do a whole lot and have a whole lot to say. And so we're just just—we're just at the house this weekend staring into each other's eyes, amen, all weekend long. And what do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? I'll tell you what we're all talking about is where do you want to go on vacation? Is anybody talking about that in your house right now? Yeah, yeah. I'll see you in Tennessee. We all go to Tennessee supposed to be funny it's For some reason everybody in zanesville goes to tennessee i love tennessee tennessee or florida that's where we go that's where we go here <laughs> once again no, nobody agreed with that awesome great off to a good start awesome see you next week god bless you matthew 5 <laughs> i better hurry and read here Matthew yeah, thank you Carol Matthew 5 and 13 ye are the salt of the earth but if the salt have lost its savor wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men have you ever have you ever known somebody you use, that uses too much salt? on all their food? Why did some of y'all nudge your neighbor? You know, I know somebody from, from this church, I'm not gonna name any names, but they would put a half a packet of salt on each chicken nugget from McDonald's, and I thought, oh my goodness, they really do believe the Lord's coming quickly. I'm telling the truth, that's some salt now. And if you're that person, we're going. We have special prayer for you at the end of the service tonight. <laughs> Verse fourteen. Can we read this together? Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on an hill cannot be hid. Verse fifteen. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all. That are in the house. Verse 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Which is in heaven. Do y'all remember that song, This Little Light of Mine? This Little Light of Mine. I'm gonna let it shine Come on, get your light out This little light of mine Well, I'm gonna let it Come on, sing it This little light of mine Well, I'm gonna let it Let it shine Let it shine Let it shine Take me back to Sunday school, don't let. Don't let Satan It out That's what you're supposed to do Then I'm gonna let it shine Don't let Satan It out I'm gonna let it I'm gonna pray for you people that are saying Don't let Satan It out I'm gonna let it shine heard about love. You've heard about grow. I'm going to preach to you today about go. Turn to your neighbor, say go. Turn to your other neighbor, say go. Tell him, say don't leave yet. Don't go now, but go here in a minute. Go here in a minute. Say if he goes past 1130, then, then you can go. Then you can go. Friday, March 11th, 2011 marked a very tragic day in history. It was the day where, many of you may remember this, a a 8.9 sized earthquake rocked the country of Japan and surrounding areas. It was one of the largest earthquakes in modern history. It's its energy that it exuded was equivalent to 8,000 Hiroshima bombs going off at the same time. 280 miles of the earth's crust was fractured during that earthquake. The tremor of this quake caused the planet to shift on its axis, axis by over four inches. The earthquake As you know, caused one of the deadliest tsunamis this world has ever seen. Look at that devastation. This tsunami had a maximum height of 132 feet. 145,000 people were seriously injured, 365,000 buildings destroyed in fire, 125,000 buildings collapsed. 3.46 million people stranded. 15,870 lives taken in a moment. But this was not the first time something like this had happened in Japan. As a matter of fact, Japan has always been known for being prone to disasters like this. Records show history of over six devastating tsunamis dating all the way back to the 1700s. In, in the 1920s, there was an earthquake followed by a tsunami that hit there. It it leveled an entire city in Japan and over 145,000 people died in this earthquake and tsunami in the 1920s. 20s. It, 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 this place has been very prone to earthquakes and tsunamis. But what I want to bring your attention to this morning is that long before these disasters ever happened, long before the morning of March 11th, 2011, there was a warning that had been given some time ago to the people of Japan. Dating back centuries on the border of the city of Anioshi and surrounding areas, there were hundreds of what they called tsunami stones. They stood tall, some even 10 feet tall, portraying uh, a message of a warning to the people of that area. One of the stones read this way, High dwellings are the peace and harmony of our descendants. Do not build any homes below this point. It was very clear advice to the people of Japan, that only one town named Aniyoshi listened to. They built their homes hundreds of feet above the shore level. And in the disaster of 2011, the disaster that flattened low-lying communities and killing thousands, not one house of Aniyoshi was affected. Not one field of this high dwelling city was ruined. Not one life in Antioch was taken because when your city has been built on a hill, your city is not affected by every storm that passes along the way. When your city is situated in a high place, it's not affected by every wave and wind of doctrine that may come around the bend. I want to tell somebody in this room today that scripture tells us that you are a city who has been set upon a hill. I'm going to talk about this city, amen, here just for a moment. In this city, this city is full of peace. There is not chaos and torment in this city. There is not racial division in this city. This city is full of unity and this city is full of peace. If you're a part of that city, you live in houses that you did not build. You glean from vineyards that you did not plant. In this city, the people that live there have never been forsaken. I've never seen the people of this city begging for bread every time they're in need. Amen, somehow, some way. Their needs have been met. Oh, can I preach for a moment? When you're a part of this city, when the bank account doesn't seem to have it together, and the monthly budget sheet says you should be in a deficit, somehow in this city, all of your needs become supplied according to his riches and This city you and I are a part of today is governed by a king. We don't have a mayor, we don't have a governor, but we sit under a king, not just any king, but the king of kings and the lord of lords. In this city, our king has never lost a battle and will never lose a battle. There's no giant too big, there's no devil too strong. Our king in this city has never been defeated. When you're a part of this city, you don't have to worry about any enemy that may come. Because if God allows it, he's given you the ability to overcome it because you're a resident of his city. Oh, can I talk about this city right now? If you're not a part of this city, today would be a great day to get a part of the city of God. Amen, the city of our Savior. I'm gonna tell you right now, it's full of peace. It's full of unity. It's full of the love of God. There's no place like this place. Oh, clap your hands and praise him right now. I feel the Lord today. I'm glad that I'm a part of this city. But the scripture says, be seated. In 2 Peter 3 and 10, scripture tells us that the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. We have, we have the writing on the stones and we have the writings in the Word. We have the warnings that one day, amen, that this world will not be destroyed by water. But one day, it's going to melt with a fervent heat. Fire is going to come over this land, and it's going to be destroyed. I've come to tell somebody in this room, we don't have time to play games. We don't have time to be comfortable in this city. We have a Responsibility to share the warning of. We have a responsibility to the people who don't live where we are. We have a responsibility to share with them the news of what is coming. We have a responsibility to share with them the news of eternity. Can I tell you today that we cannot become comfortable in a city that's full of blessings, lest our blessings become curses, lest our blessings become things that keep us complacent and held back at some point. We've got to get a spirit of gratitude and recognition that says, I, I have become a debtor to the people that don't have what I have. Uh, At some point, we've got to get a burden that moves us out of the city and causes us to be moved by compassion. We've got to be moved somehow be seated over the process of time we fall in love with God we fall in love with him and we begin to grow in him but when you grow in God and you fall in love with God he places a love for those that don't have what you have around you he places that love inside of you I'm talking to people today that have the love of God I'm talking to people today that you have love for your neighbor you love amen those people that are hurting I'm talking to people amen that are moved by compassion today that's why that's why you can't keep it to yourself that's why brother michael when you walk into your work every day and you cut hair you can't help but talk about god because the god's done something inside of you and because he did something for you you feel a tug to do something for those that don't know what you have i'm talking to a group of people today that you amen have the love of god in you but we've got got to get it in our spirit today that I have an obligation that I can't put off until later I've got to go now and I've got to reach the world with what God has given me Come on clap your hands to the Lord right now I can't help I can't help but but be passionate about what I what I'm preaching about this morning I've made up in my mind I don't, I don't have all the answers. I, I don't do everything right. You don't do everything right. But I'm not going to let failure keep me from doing the will of God. I've made up my mind that I will no longer believe that if I'm not good enough or I don't do good enough, somehow God can't flow through me. I'm not going to believe that lie i made up my mind, and some of you need to believe it, that it's not based on your performance. He said, Peter, do you love me? Not are you good enough? Peter, do you love me? God, you know I love you. Then, Then what else is there to talk about? Feed my sheep. Do my will. Reach my lambs. Do what I'm calling you to do. How long are we going to let failure hold us hostage? How long are we going to let our minds keep us from the will of God? Amen. In our lives, you hear me. God has an anointing. God has, amen, a power that he has placed inside of you. It's time that you let it out. It's time that you let it work. Let it move. Let it do something. Amen. And the people around you. We have got to go. We've got to be moved by compassion. Be seated. I've made up my mind. I'm not going to let failure keep me from doing something. So I've, I've, I've made up my mind. I'm just going to love people. I, I, I'm not going to feel this pressure to do all of these things. I'm just going to love people. And who God puts in my path... I'm gonna stop, and I'm gonna be the good Samaritan, and I'm gonna minister to those, so when, so when people, so when, so when there's a car that has its lights flashing, and, and they're stopped, and, and they're broke down. They're on, this is about a week ago, they're on 22 and by a rural king, and traffic's flying by them, and they, they've got their blinkers on, and, I pulled up, I didn't, I didn't have a message ready. I didn't have, I didn't have time. You never have time, by the way. You never have time. But I made up my mind, I made a commitment. I'm not gonna let failure, I'm not gonna let time stop me. So I stop, I, I pull up beside her. I say, ma'am, is, is everything okay? And, and she says, she said, my car just died, it's not starting, it's not working. She's got two little boys in the back seat, in car seats, and traffic is flying by her. She starts bawling. I'm just nervous to be out on this road. I didn't, I didn't have a message prepared. I didn't, I didn't do any of that. I, I, I get behind her car with my car. I turn my flashers on. I go up to her car, and we get the car working and started, and, 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 and the, it gets working, and we pull into Rural King, and, 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 and that's it. God bless you. And she goes off and and that's it i didn't have a message prepared i didn't i didn't say well since i did that for you you ought to come to my church i don't see jesus anywhere walking around with stipulations about if, if I, well, I'm going to heal you, but but if I'm going to heal you, you got to come, you got to get into the kingdom. No, every, every time I see Jesus working and moving in scripture, I just see love coming out of him, love making him heal, love making him work, love making him feed, love making him do all of these things. And they, he didn't have to go to them about the kingdom. They started running to him about the kingdom. What is it in you? I see something different about you. Why did you stop? Why did you talk to me? Why did you say God bless you? There's something different. Let me let me tell somebody in this room. You don't have to make it hard. You just got to start showing that God loves people and you've got to show that you love the people that he died for. We can't believe the lie that I've got to be a preacher to talk to people. I've got to be an elder to lay hands on the sick. That's not biblical. I've got to be an elder to pray for people. Where do you find that in the Bible other than James 5.14? I see one scripture where we're for the elders of the church. I'm fine for that. I think we ought to do that. But I have much more scripture. For the believers shall lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Don't believe the lie that hell is trying to sell you. You have the power of the kingdom inside of you. So when people ask for prayer, I'm gonna pray. When people ask me to put them on their prayer list, I'm gonna stop what I do, what I'm doing, and I'm gonna pray for them right there. Why? Because the kingdom's in me. And when the kingdom is in me, healing is in me. Because in the kingdom, healing is possible. And so wherever you go, the kingdom goes with you. And the king of that kingdom goes with you. Exercise your faith. Exercise what God has put inside of you. Stand with me all over the building. Music come. We've just got to go. We've just got to go we've just got to go for the geo we've just got to go every saturday for over a year now every week you go why because there's a burden there's something in us. Every every time you go to work, mom, every time, every time you go and you witness to people, ah, there's no greater soul winners that I know than my parents. They love God and they love the people around them. They've won co-workers. They've prayed for people that, that, that they've come in contact with. Amen. We've got to put in action what God has given us. Are we comfortable on the hill? Are we comfortable escaping the disaster of what's to come? Or is there a burden that would get on somebody tonight and say, I know what this scripture says. The end is near and I've got what they need what they're looking for oh God let there be a burden It gets on us this burden is easy it's just loving people that's it it's just loving people that's what we do that's who we are just love people and when we love on people Christ that's in you manifests himself to the people that are around you Brother sorry would you bring me my phone hey do y'all know y'all know we're wearing masks because there's a worldwide pandemic? Do you all know that we're socially distancing and doing all of this because of something that has come to the world that has never happened before? Do you realize we're in the middle of something that's never happened before? Do you realize we're living in biblical de- or, 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 or are we just day to day? Do you you realize how biblical of a day that you are living in? Get out your phone. Everything's bright and happy and good and lovely. And... Everything's my way, praise God. The president believes just the way I believe, and everything's peachy and happy, and, and things are going good. The economy's good. Everything's great. You know, everything's just bright. And when it's bright out, this doesn't affect much I want you to see something today this has got to get in our spirits it's getting dark it's getting dark fast we don't know what the future holds we don't know we don't know what any the future is so uncertain it's dark days It appears that it's getting darker and darker. That the night is all of a sudden coming upon us. We wonder what's gonna happen. What's the next step? But notice, the darker it gets, darker it gets, the brighter this light starts to shine. And when my light pairs up with your light, and when your light pairs up with the light of the people next to you, when the city that's set on the hill In the dark and dying world, when that city turns the light on, in a dark place, light penetrates the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. And the light begins to move upon the face of the deep, and all of a sudden, out of chaos and disorder and dysfunction comes light, comes a place where there is clarity, comes a place where there is illumination and there is understanding. I want you to know that you are the light of the world. You're a city that's been set up on a hill that cannot be hid, so let your light so shine, so let your light so shine, let your light shine before men. I wish you would lift your hands and begin to call on the Lord right now. I want my light to shine in this dark day and in this dark hour. You can turn the lights on. Come on, call on Him all over the building. Call on the Lord right now. On, something's happening in this room. Something's happening in this room. You can pray where you are or you can come to this altar. But God, God is getting ready to send a revival like we have never seen. If you want to be a part of it, get out of your seat, lift your hands and say, God, use me. the weight of the responsibility that I have to share what you have given me. Come on, there's a hesitance in this building for some reason. I want you to call on God right now. Come on, seek the Lord. He's doing something in this room.